see the Lord multiplying. I see the Lord bringing a multiplication. That which we have seen has been multiplied. Has been multiplied. Has been multiplied. Yes, my Father. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. We love you, Jesus. Talk to the Lord for yourself right now. Tell him how much you love him. We love you, Jesus. I love you, Jesus. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Kodina Rama Beso Fefalina Kuzise Paro de Shukekaya. Psalm 147 verse 19 he showed his word unto Jacob that his judgment unto Israel. He had not dealt so with any nation. And as for his judgments, they have not known them. He showeth his word unto Jacob. It means he reveals his word unto Jacob. God reveals his word unto you. With your hands. That's the biggest thing that can ever happen to you. reveals his word to you. Thank you, my Father. For God says, I have increased the grace. He said, that grace I gave you, he said, I have increased it. He said, now you shall see a greater manifestation, a greater measure of the grace that I have given you. So that grace will be like a river that flows to different places. He said, it shall be a blessing to wherever it shall flow to see the Spirit of God. He said, that grace I have given you, say, shall begin to flow like a river to different places. 
So whoever gets to see the Spirit of God, so shall be a blessing to that place. See the Spirit of God. He said, these are rivers of healing, see the Spirit of God. They are rivers of blessing that are going into different parts of the nations, see the Spirit of God. Blessing men and women, see the Spirit of God. So I've increased the grace. I've increased the grace. See the Spirit of God. Thank you, my Father. He has increased the grace. He has increased the grace. He has increased the grace. No man can contest it. The Lord has increased the grace. He has increased the grace. Yes. Thank you, my Father. Thank you, my Father. In Jesus' name, amen. Oh, glory to God. All right, John chapter 5, verse 44. How can you believe? All right? Okay, Henry, what have you gotten from the... I started sharing yesterday. What have you gotten from Heroes of Faith? Then, Jackie. Heroes of Faith. Heroes of Faith, yeah. Because I want to be sure you are getting it. Pastor, thank you for the opportunity. So, from yesterday, um, you specifically went deeper into how faith is for fighting on God's side. And you explained that whenever there's a God kind of fight, it's any fight that's opposed by the devil. Because God has an agenda. So, whenever God has an agenda and he's trying to push something, he's fighting for something, the devil will be automatically against that agenda. And that's how we know there's a God fight. And you gave examples from the scripture um, about how the, the crossing of the Red Sea was an example of the war of the Lord. Because even though it looked like they were just crossing the Red Sea and the Egyptians were chasing them, it was God against the devil, the devil because the devil was using Pharaoh. And that was a war that was won. And that war was won by the faith that Moses displayed and that the Israelites displayed in following God. So faith is for fighting for God and for fighting the cause of God. And as you said from before, we are not here to learn about faith to receive material things. Those things are just the beginning points. We are here to grow our faith, to win for God perpetually. So, you, so I'll give you an example. It's like when I became a Christian, I probably used my faith to get some 50 CD, 100 CD, as I was growing that faith, it became necessary three days ago to fight for God. You get it now. Thank you. Thank you, Pastor, for the opportunity. Yep. Please, just to continue from where he left off. Um, one main thing that I took from yesterday's service of when he spoke about Barak. Barak. Yes, please. So you mentioned that there was a war and he went to fight the war. 
And even though he slayed all the men, it was Jael that brought the head. And he also mentioned that once you bring the head of the person, you are the one who has won. But you emphasize on the fact that even though Jael... You are the one with the honor. You are the one with the honor. And you emphasize on the fact that even though Jael didn't bring the head, he was the one whose name made it into the book. So one thing I got was that it's very important to not just fight, but fight God's way. Because if he went out of his way to just like fight, and like he was interested in just having the honor, probably wouldn't have made it into the book. But because he fought God's way and slayed all those men, even though he didn't get the honor, he was noticed by God. Uh, yes, you just nailed it, how it should be nailed. Okay. Would like to say something from yesterday? Yeah. Thank you very much, Pastor Sir, for the opportunity. Okay, so what I got from yesterday, from all what you said, what mattered most to me was Lot. Lot. Yeah. How he deviated or what happened that he got away from Abraham. He said something that it matters where you pitch your tent. And then Lot pitched his tent, follow, um, facing Sodom. Mm. Abraham had first introduced Lot to Egypt. Egypt. So he got there, he, he saw the riches, the world, the fame. So when he came and he was given a choice to choose, he chose Sodom. He chose the world. So as Christians, why God is as Christians, we've come into Christ. Um, there's something our mouth of God, Pastor Chris says. Is there's... The reason why you have to be discipled when you get born again is you were previously in the world and you've seen so many things. But now that you are born again, you need to be discipled so that the things you've seen are already there, but they don't get the better of you. So I learned that it matters where you pitch your tent and then we are Christians. But when you pitch your tent, if you pitch your tent facing God, the world is behind you. So you constantly focus on God and you don't you don't deviate like Lord did. Thank you very much, Pastor. Peace God. First Corinthians chapter 10. Why are we talking about these men? Are they not dead and gone? We're talking about lots. We're talking about all these guys. Why are, they, why are we talking about them? Are they not dead and gone? Why are we looking at the heroes of faith? Are they not dead and gone? But look at something that the apostle says in verse 8. Needless commit fornication as some of them committed and fell on the one day three and uh, twenty thousand. Go ahead. Needless tempt Christ as some also tempted and were destroyed of serpents. Neither murmur as some of them also murmured and was destroyed of the destroyer. Talking about, I mean, all those guys of old, right? So this cuts across not just to these guys, but to all those people who said, now all these things happened, look at it, unto them for ensamples. When we say ensample, an ensample is not necessarily an example. When we say something is an ensample, is, um, it's like a, a case study. When something is an ensample, is a case study. It's like a, a model. 
It's like a model. It's an example. Very important. All these things happen unto them for examples. He said they are written for our admonition. See, they are written for our admonition. So we learn about Lot. In fact, you know what? Jesus Christ said, remember Lot's wife. Jesus made reference to Lot's family. Lot didn't have to end up the way he did. He didn't have to. The consequences of Lot's deviation went beyond him because his daughters gave birth to the Moabites. The Moabites fought the Israelites. Remember the war that the king of Israel and the king of Moab. I mean, so it went way beyond him. You know, there are certain decisions that you make in your life. They don't just affect you. They affect generations. I said this and I explained to you. I said, when you say, I don't know where I, I explained this, but I don't think I said this to you. Let me explain When someone says, oh, people said touch not anointed, we, we, we will insult them. Nothing will happen to us. You see, God is not a man. Let me explain something to you. Where do spirits, like how, if a baby is born, how does the baby get a spirit? Where does it come from? From God, right? Comes from God. It doesn't come from God. How did the, how did the baby get the spirit? It didn't come from God. It came from his father. His father gave him. It's like using one, one fire on a candle to light other candles. It doesn't diminish. It becomes a full fire. And it didn't affect the first fire. True or false? Yes. So every time there's conception, and Exodus 34, verse 5. And the Lord descended in the cloud and stood there and proclaimed the name of the Lord. Verse 6. And the Lord passed by before him and proclaimed the Lord, the Lord God, merciful and gracious, long-suffering and abundant in goodness and truth. Verse 7. Keeping mercy for thousands, forgiving iniquity, transgression and sin, and that will by no means clear the guilty, visiting the iniquity of the fathers upon the children. Why will God visit the iniquity of a father upon a child? Is the child not innocent? No, he's not innocent. He is a continuation of the life of the father. So remember that scripture, he shall see his seed, he shall prolong his days. How Jesus prolongs his days is through his seed. So anytime a man gives birth to a child, he has given birth to a continuation of his life. That's why in Hebrew or in the Jewish nation, the child, the son, has to take the crafts of the father. If he's a carpenter, his son is going to be a carpenter because he's the continuation of the life of the father. 
So there are some things that transcend, they go beyond what you think. So there are some actions you will take and what's going to happen is it's going to affect your generations unborn. Why? If God is dealing with that thing, he is still dealing with you. But you know, Hezekiah got something like that. And he said, oh, praise God. What is not going to happen to me? I'm fine. It's going happen to my son. So his sons were taken into captivity. Daniel did not have to go into captivity. He went to captivity because of the sins of his fathers. He was made an eunuch in the palace. Not because of him. So, I'm saying this because of Lot. The generations of Lot. In fact, it was so bad that Goliath's descent, he was not fully Philistine. He was half Moab. He was half Moab. You see how his Lot's decisions went a long way to affect the plans and purposes of God. The same way. Because a son is the continuation of the life of his father. If there were some things in his destiny that he did not finish, God will add it to the son. Maybe he was probably supposed to be a minister of God and he did not finish. What is left? Who will do it? God will give it to the son. Either he gives it to the son and if his son does not do it, God will look for a grandson. You get it? So there are some people, eh? I'll, I'll come to that a bit in, in what, what, I'm, what I want to share today. Okay, so let's move forward. John chapter 5, verse 44. And how can you believe which receive honor one from another and seek not the honor that cometh from God only? You see, how can you be a man of faith? How can you be a hero of faith? You seek honor one from another and not the honor that comes from God only. When I had the camp with Model Church, I talked about this extensively. I said, people have crippled their lives and their faith because of honor for man. Listen, honoring men will position you to dishonor God. Receiving honor from men, it will position you to dishonor God. As I said, he said, they are fear of me. He was prophesying. God was speaking. He said, the fear of me is taught by the precept of men. The fear of a man is a snare. The fear of man is a snare. The scripture says so. The fear of man is a trap. Some people's full life is to prove a point. Hmm. Their whole life is to prove a point. No. Not good. Not the way to go. He said, how can, you be, how, can you, how can you believe? How can you be a man of faith? How can you be a hero of faith? You receive, uh, 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 who receive honor one from another. He said, not the honor that comes from God only. See? So you watch it. You watch it. So we looked at Barak. So let's go back to Judges 4. Barak. Barak, Barak, Barak. All right, Judges, Judges chapter 4. <clears throat> we look, I don't want to go back into it, but I mean, we all have 
a fair idea of where we were. So I'll give you some points about Barak. First point is, look at verse 4. And Deborah, a prophetess, the wife of Lapidoth, judged Israel at that time. And she dwelt under the palm tree of Deborah between Ramah and Bethel in Mount Ephraim. And the children of Israel came up to her for judgment. So this was the woman of God at the time. She was the judge of Israel. And she sent and called Barak, the son of Abinoam. So she sent and called Barak, the son of Abinoam, out of Naphtali and said unto him, Had not the Lord God commanded, saying, Go and draw toward Mount Tabor. And take with thee 10,000 men of the children. All right? So you could see the clear instruction. Take with thee men, 10,000 men of the children of Naphtali. Look at verse 14 now. It will help us to know the first point. And Deborah said unto Barak, up for, this up for this is the day in which the Lord had delivered Sisera into thine hand. Is not the Lord gone out before thee? So Barak went down from Mount Tabor and 10,000 men after him. Did you see how accurate Barak was with the instructions? So how did Barak enter Hebrews 11? Number one, Barak followed instructions. Hebrews 11, verse 33. He said, Who through faith subdued kingdoms? In fact, let me start from 32. He said, Time will fail me. And what shall I more say? For time will fail me to tell of Gideon and of Barak and of Samson, Kai and of Jephthah, and of David, and of Samuel, and of the prophets. The scripture says of whom, these people, of whom the world was not worthy. The world was not worthy of these guys. So we picked Barak. Who's Barak? You could see clearly that this Barak was nobody, was not known, was not anybody who was revered, all that happened was that the woman of God sent for and said, God has sent you to take 10,000 men and go into war. He did not take 9,099. He took exactly what his woman of God had said to him. I said that, okay. Number one, he took exactly that. Now go to verse 15, Judges chapter 4. We'll see the second point there. Okay, before that, let's look at Verse 8, and Barak said to her, verse 8, Judges chapter 4, verse 8, and Barak said unto her, if thou will go with me, I will go, but if thou will not go with me, then I will not go. So point number two, Barak was connected with Deborah. Barak was connected with Deborah. Second Chronicles chapter 26, verse 5, I'll show you something about a man, a king called King Uzziah. Let's start from verse 4. King Uzziah, later on in his life, 
the testimony about him was that he was marvelously helped of God until he became very great. How did the guy get there? How did he get to that point where the Bible says that he was marvelously helped of God to became very great? During the IGN for the men, I explained this in detail, but let me just give you a point. I just want to pick a point from here. He said, and he did that which was right in the sight of Allah, according to all that his father Amazad did, verse 5. He said, and he sought God in the days of Zechariah, who had understood the visions of God. Now, this guy is a king, but the Bible says, he sought God in the days of the prophet Zechariah. That means the guy, the king, even though he was a king, he was connected to the prophet Zechariah. He sought God in the days or according to the visions of Zechariah, the prophet of God. So he says, he sought God in the days of Zechariah, who had understanding in the visions of God. And as long as he sought the Lord, God made him to prosper. He was connected to his man of God. He was connected to his man of God. There's something the, the CEC said in the year 2017. He said, Three things have brought us far as a ministry. Talking about Christ's music. He said, we had the word of God. We had the Holy Spirit. And we had our man of God. Someone said, ah, no. Having the word of God and the Holy Spirit is just okay. Go into your Bible. Second Chronicles chapter 15. I read from verse 1. And the Spirit of God came upon Azariah, the son of Oded. And he went out to meet Asa and said unto him, Hear ye, Asa, and all Judah and Benjamin, the Lord is with you, all right? While ye be with him. And if ye seek him, he will be found of you. If forsake him, he will forsake you. Now, this time they were going to war, and um, the, the people they were going to fight were greater than them, all right? Now, look at the comment the Holy Spirit makes in this scripture. So, you see these three things. Verse 3, now for a long season, because this was the season where things were not going well. For a long season, Israel had been without the true God, without a teaching priest and without the law. You see those three things there, a true God. In the context, which true God is he talking about? Go to verse 1. The Spirit of God came of Nazareth. So the true God is talking about there, is talking about the Holy Spirit. Then he says, no teaching priest, no man of God. Then, without the law, without the word of God. So, King Uzziah was very smart. He was very, very smart. He sought God in the days of Zechariah. Now, clear example. These are, these are biblical examples. Let me give you a clear example over here today. Imagine during the fiasco season. Imagine God didn't give us a man of God. We would tie our forehead, but you understand? I would tie my forehead. I'll never forget what God told me. During that season when everybody had gone into lockdown, everybody was afraid. Everybody was afraid. We were all locked inside. And for me personally, I was so, I was so embarrassed. Because all the men of God, because me, I'm a boy of God, like, you know, all the men of God that I knew, everybody has gone to hide. In fact, a certain pastor I used to respect so much that the, the Sunday before the total lockdown, he was preaching that people should be, he said, wash your hand. Use, I said, ah. I thought that, they said that. 
Before, before, before that, you have taught me many things. But now, it's like, ah, so was it a lie? So, so many things are going on in my mind. But at the same time, too, I also didn't have to discourage the heart of the brethren. I was telling the brethren, don't worry. Don't worry. So I remember when I was in my room, at that time I was, you know, we were all going to lockdown. Claude had come to live with me. We were all there. One night I said no. I said, Claude, let's go. There was a place in the estate. So I said, let's go and pray. I went there. I said, God, if you are God, you have to tell me what's going on. Because now there was no answer from anywhere. Nobody was trying to answer me. Now, you remember so well. All of you, of course, all of you remember. Different things on YouTube. Different things. Everybody's explaining his part. <laughs> As I prayed. At that time, Pastor, I started your love world. As I prayed. As I prayed. I said, God, what's going on? Is it a, a real, this one? Or is it? I didn't know what's going on. As I prayed. As I prayed. The first thing that God said to me. The first 15 minutes of the prayer. He said, evil men are behind this thing. So, Go and listen to your man of God. Please. I call I said, Claude. Claude. Stop, stop praying, stop praying. <laughs> I don't like praying after I've been answered. That's unbelief pro max. I said, Claude, Claude, Claude. God said, I should go and listen to Pastor. I went to sit down. Now I opened my two ears. And he was saying what was going on, explaining what was going on. For me personally, I didn't just listen because I had to listen. I listened because God too said, go and listen. It was a, a different thing for me. People have been shifted into seasons in their life because they listen to their man of God. I will do it by myself. I will get it anointing by myself. I will do it. It's like trying to charge your laptop at Akusu Modam. Eh? <laughs> You are trying to charge your laptop at your house. I want the real power supply. Eh? <laughs> I want a real power source. Meanwhile, there's a socket in your room. Full voltage. The laptop will bless. <laughs> I see. A man of God is a blessing. A true man of God is a blessing. And you see, I'm, I'm sure I might get there. Not every man of God is sent to you. Let me give you an example. Someone came to see me. They went to pray somewhere. They went to pray somewhere. And as they were praying, a man of God, it was a, a pack, so, so a man of God, because I'm not the one to say he's not. He comes to pick one of them out that he has a word for him. Please, don't be doing those things. Have I ever shared the, the, the story of boom laka laka to you? <laughs> boom. People have given people demons like that. Not every man of God is sent to you. I mean, look at something. There are many of you, you say you come to church, you came to church. As I, I didn't even call you. As I was preaching, it's like I'm talking to you. You were... <laughs> you were thinking about something in the house. By the time you came to church, Pastor is saying, ah, It's like, Am I in your house? He said, My sheep hear my voice. 
There are some people, no matter if they preach from up to sun up to sundown, you will not get anything. You can be filled with information, but it never change your life. You can be filled with rhymes. Aspire to acquire what you desire. If you don't desire, you will inspire and fire. Is that what? When you don't require, you aspire. There are rhymes, oh. If you feel the rhymes, but no impact. When I listen to one message of the man of God, Pastor Chris, something enters my spirit. He's able to communicate faith to me, not in the letter, but in the substance. Because he was sent to me. So, as much as I tell you that don't disrespect a man of God, you don't owe every man of God an audience. No, I'm a man of God. I have a word. I, I don't owe you an audience. I also have a pastor. The scripture said, let everything be done in decency and in order. There's some people, their mother's food is never, is never enough. Yeah. Their mother's food is never enough. But they have to eat here and go and eat there and eat from their neighbor and eat somewhere. There are people like that in school. Once you open your food like this, like that. Yeah. One day you go and eat something you don't want to eat. I need to get many, many, many anointings. Many. Salad. Hey, Saladinho. No, 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 no. There is a voice. There is a voice to you. And you know the, the beautiful thing about it? The voice to you, you know. The voice to you, you know the voice. Say, ah, no. No, 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 no. No, 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 no. When you were standing, that was the voice you heard. You get it? So Barak, Barak was connected to Deborah. He said, hey, Deborah, you gave me this prophecy. He said, if you go with me, I'll go. If you don't go, I'll not go. That was connected to Deborah. Number three. So go back to Judges chapter 4. Look at, look, go to verse 9. And she said, I will surely go with thee, notwithstanding, the journey that thou takest shall not be for thine honor. I read that yesterday. He says, For the Lord shall sell Sarah into the hand of a woman. And Deborah rose and went with Barak to Kadesh. Verse 10, look at it. And Barak called Zebulon and Naphtali to Kadesh. I mean, the guy didn't, he was not, that means Barak did not hesitate. That's why he entered. He did not hesitate at all. Immediately called Zebulon and Naphtali. He said, come to Kadesh. There's war for us to fight. He did not hesitate. As God spoke to him, he began to move. He began to move. He began to move. He began to move. Barak. Barak. But we're going to see something. You know, yesterday I told you, I said, faith is for fighting on God's side, right? All right? Faith is, is for fighting on God's side. Go to verse 14 and see something there. And I said, sometimes you are involved in something and you don't realize that in the spirit is actually God's war. And Deborah said unto Barak, for up to this day, all right, which the Lord had delivered Sisera into thy hand, is not the Lord gone out before thee? That means 
Barak, as you are going, the Lord is going before thee. He says, so Barak went down uh, from Mount Tabor and 10,000 men after him. And the Lord discomfited Sisera. Oh. I thought it was Barak going to fight. I thought Barak was the one going to fight. They should have said, and Barak discomfited Sisera. No, he said, and the Lord discomfited Sisera. This was the Lord's fight. Barak was only, was only partnering with God. He says, and the Lord discomfited Sarah and all his chariots and all his horse with the edge of the sword before Barak. I mean, this, this is what it means. It means, Kai, they told me you should come. He says, the Lord discomfited Sarah and all his chariots and all his horse with the edge of the sword before Barak. That means, Barak was holding the sword. Barak thought that he was choking the guy, but the Lord was killing the guy. So, by, at the edge of the sword, if you look at it naturally, Barak is killing Sisera's guys. But in actual fact, in the spirit, it was the Lord discomfiting Sisera and his army. But it was at the edge of the sword of Barak. Sometimes all God needs is your edge of your sword. What God is asking from you is the edge of your sword because he's already discomfiting the enemy. The sword did not belong to God. It belonged to Barak. But God used Barak's sword to bring his word to pass. Listen, these victories, these victories that we win for God, they show up in our future. These victories that we win for God, there's nothing you do for God that is lost because he's an eternal God. That's the meaning of a far more exceeding and eternal. Because this is not man's glory. It's not man's glory. It's, it's an exceeding eternal weight of glory. It's an eternal glory. There are some things they show up in the future because they are victories for God. I'll show you, I'll show you a scripture. There's one in First Kings. There's one in First Chronicles. Let me see. It's the same story. First Samuel chapter 21. We'll read from verse 1. First Samuel chapter 21. We'll read from verse 1. He says, Then came David to Nob to Ahimelech the priest. And Ahimelech was afraid at the meeting of David and said unto him, Why art thou alone and no man with thee? What, is, what was going on? At this time, David is running away from Saul. So he goes to Ahimelech the priest. Now all these priests knew that David was supposed to be king. So they gave him the right hand of fellowship. They were trying to help him. But they know that if they help him, Saul will come after them. So go to verse 2. And David said unto Ahimelech the priest, The king had commanded me a business and has sent unto me. Let no man know anything of the business whereabout I send thee. And what I have commanded thee and I have appointed my servants to such and such a place. You can see he's trying to be sneaky. Okay. Now therefore, what is under thine hand? Give me five loaves of bread in my hand or what there is present. And the priest answered David and said, there is no common bread under my hand, but there is hallowed <laughs> bread. If the young men have kept themselves at least from women. Hmm. And David answered the priest and said unto him, of a truth, women have been kept from us about these three days since I came out and the vessels of the young men are holy and the bread is in a manner common yea though it were sanctified this day in the vessel 
So the priest gave him hallowed bread, for there was no bread there but the show bread that was taken from before the Lord to put hot bread in the day when it was taken away. Now, a certain man of the servants of Saul was there that day, detained before the Lord, and his name was Doek, an Edomite, the chiefest of the headmen that belonged to Saul. And David said unto him, like, Is there not here under thy hand spear or sword? Because David is going to be in the land of Philistines. He needs a sword, at least to be on him for his own protection. So David is going and says, Ahimelech, don't you have a spear or a sword? At least so I can keep with me. This is David who has finished great men like Goliath, has finished many great men. And he, at this point in time, he does not even have a sword to protect himself. See what happened. He said, for I have neither brought my sword nor my weapons with me because the king's business required haste. Verse 9. And the priest said, The sword of Goliath the Philistine, whom thou slewest, in the valley of Elah, behold, it is here. David killed Goliath years ago. The sword was there waiting for him. Listen, there are monies you give to God. They will show up after 10 years. Show up. Go back. Go back to the book of Judges. The Lord discomfited Sisera. Verse 15. Hey. And all his chariots and all his hosts with the edge of the sword before Barak. Oh, that Sisera lighted down off his chariot. So that Sisera lighted down off his chariot and fled away on his feet. But Barak pursued after the chariots and after the host unto Haroshet of the Gentiles. And all the host of Sisera fell upon the edge of the sword and there was not a man left. Number four. Barak paid attention to the details of his work, his assignment. He paid attention to the details. Because the instruction was what? This war is not going to be for your honor. So who should you focus on? On the army. Jael will kill Sisera. So then, while he was fighting, and he was discomfiting the army, Sisera got down and ran away. He did not stop to go and chase Sisera. He paid attention to the details. Yours is the army. Jael will finish Sisera. You're giving an assignment. Take this side. Be there. Be there. How can you believe? You will receive honor one from another. Not the honor that comes from God only. He paid attention. Barak paid attention to what exactly he was asked to do. He gave attention to the details of his calling. Some years ago, I had some friends who had started, you know, they started pastoring churches before me. And what God told me to do is preach in secondary school. That's what God told me. He said, I was going to preach in secondary school. I look, at, I, look, I look at what they are doing. I knew I can do it. Sometimes I, you know, I would just be looking at them and say, I can't do this thing these guys are doing. But you know, they were not carrying themselves. God said to me, preach in secondary school. Anybody who looks at this will say, 
secondary school. In fact, one day they said to me, there's a man, there's a man, it's not that he has stopped calling me that. There's a man in Aveno Church. I don't know his name. It's not, he, he, now he has stopped calling me that. There's a man in Aveno Church who was calling me in Kola Kola Papa. Yeah. That's about four years ago. After Kola Kola Papa became top partner of the zone, he stopped. <laughs> yeah, he was calling me in Kola Papa. Why? Because at that time I was preaching in secondary schools. And you see, there's the secondary school who come home and they are coming to church. And they are coming. I'm praying. I'm praying with them. Stay where God puts you. Everything is there. Come on, lift your hand. Ayakata kabako kabadikaya, shaka kabasuka kabala, yakasata kaba. Yes. Stay where God puts you. Everything is there. All the grace is there. Everything is there. Are you with me? Oh, now let's look at something. We are still on Barak. I can see some of you, you are, you are still liking Barak now. Before, you just read, time will fail me to talk about Gideon Barak, but Barak was such a great guy. Such a great guy. Okay. Judges chapter 5. Now, Judges chapter 5, we'll read verse 1, then we'll come to verse 12. Okay. Verse 1. Then sang Deborah and Barak. Now, this was after the victory. Then sang Deborah and Barak. At this time, the army is dead. Sisera is dead. So, then sang Deborah and Barak, the son of Abinoam, on that day, saying. So now they began to sing. And what was this? What were they singing? They were singing. It was a prophetic song because Deborah was a prophetess. They were singing God's reports on the wall. What happened? What really happened in the war? He was singing the reports of the whole of Israel. Verse 12. Awake, awake, Deborah. Awake, awake. You know, so, you know, I'm, I'm quoting it, but they were probably singing, awake, awake, Deborah, awake, awake. He <laughs> said, awake, awake, Deborah, awake, awake. Oh, tired song. <laughs> Arise, Barak, and lead thy captive, captive. Now, son of Abi, no one. Awake, awake. <laughs> so, they're singing, verse 13. Then he made him that remained have dominion over the nobles among the people. The Lord hath made me have dominion, Barak is singing, over the mighty. Kabasi Kataya. The Lord had made me have dominion over the mighty. You will have dominion over the mighty. The Lord had made me to have dominion over the mighty. So there could be mighty people in that business venture, but the Lord can make you have dominion over the mighty. Sata Kodabayakaba. Kai. 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 The Lord had made me have dominion over the mighty. Verse 14. Out of Ephraim was there a root of them against Amalek. After thee, Benjamin, among thy people. Out of 
Maker came down governors, and out of Zebulun, they that handled the pen of the writer. Hold on. Hold on. What's going on here? Barak is singing how they won the war. How did they win the war? They came together like this. So this is like fellowships. Go to verse 14. Fellowships. Out of Ephraim fellowship, was there a root of them against Amalek? That means this was how the fight was going on. Barak was fighting, but there were some people from Ephraim who were against the Amalekites. That means there was Amalekites in the army. After the Benjamin among thy people, all right? Then he says, Maker came governors, and out of Zebulon, they that handled the pen of the writer. That means there were some people, they were doing administrative work about the war. So the war is going on. Barak is holding a sword, but many things are happening. Let's continue. And the princes of Issachar were with Deborah. Mm. Another fellowship. They were with Deborah. Even Issachar and also Barak. He was sent on foot into the valley for the divisions of Reuben. They were de- so now he's giving all the reports of the different fellowships in the different groups. So he says that, go back. He said the priests of Issachar were with Deborah. So the, 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 the chief guys of Issachar, that fellowship, they were with Deborah. All right? Even Issachar and also Barak, he was sent on foot. So these were the, the guys who were fighting on the ground. Now, Zebulon were writing. They, had, they knew how to use the pen to write. This is our master plan. You pass here, you pass here. So, the governors were writing, probably also financing the war. Now, see what happens in the next verse. No. For the divisions of Reuben, there were great thoughts of heart. Mm. What happened? When Reuben were supposed to go and fight, they were between, should we go, should we not? Give it to me the message translation. He's giving the report of the war. So we can say, we all did this. What did you do? Issachar's princess rallied to Deborah. Issachar stood fast with Barak, backing him up on the field of battle. But in Ruby's divisions, there was much second guessing. Should I give? Should I, should I not? They will do it. They will do it. They will do it. Mind you, they still won the war. He said in the divisions of Reuben, there was much second guessing. Issachar was with Kaya Masa. I want to be known like that. That there's a war of God and I am with the man of God. I want to be known like that. Kabaya. Can you, can you imagine a resume like this? That Issachar, the prince of Issachar, he said, Barak, you are going, we are with you. For 20 years, they have been in bondage. This was one time they were going to get out of bondage. And Reuben was still second guessing. The church is going out for a crusade. He said, Rabbi, I'm going to break my head. He said, Kalaba. Katiki, Lababa, 
See, Kappa, once you don't know that they are writing the, they are writing the report. The report. <laughs> you, you know, <laughs> Deborah was a prophetess. She was singing the report. She said, this is what was going on. He said, in the divisions of Reuben, there was much second guessing. Give me the living Bible, this particular verse. Down into the valley went the prince of Issachar with Deborah and Barak. At God's command, they rushed into the valley, but the tribe of Reuben didn't go. Simple. The tribe of Reuben didn't go. What a report. What a report. What a report. The whole fellowship says they are going for soul winning somewhere. No one's saying, Charlie, I'm washing. So, uh, in, in Genesis chapter 4, oh, Barak is confited. Uh, uh, the Lord is confited. Uh, uh, every general victory. Israel has won. Uh, everybody, uh, Israel has won. Uh. God said, not so fast. In chapter 5, we are coming to tell everybody what they did. <laughs> But the tribe of Reuben didn't go. Reuben. You started this thing from Jacob's time. You are still doing it. The tribe of Reuben didn't go. Someone say, I go, I go. Someone say, I go. When God, when God gives me an instruction, I go. I go. That's why I said when God told me, God said, this, I, I'm not thinking of you. I go. I go. If God ever speaks to me and say, "Boy, it's time to have proceed," I go. I go. If He says that it's time to do this, I go. That's it. I don't want Him to come and say that. And then there's a, and 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 Basai not didn't go. Not to this man. Not this man. Much second guessing. Much second guessing. Let's continue. Go back to King James. Satakaya. They are still giving report to. Hey. Why abodest thou among the sheepfold to hear the bleatings of the flock? For the divisions of Reuben, there was great searchings of hearts. Okay. Where were they abiding? In the sheepfold. In comfortability. He said, he said, they were, they were, he said, he's asking a question. And this all in the song go. Let me sing it. <laughs> Why did you sit at home among the sheepfold? They sat at home. God's people were fighting. They sat at home. Why did you sit at home among the sheep for playing your shepherd pipes? Yes, the tribe of Reuben has an uneasy conscience. Say so if you have an uneasy conscience. Mm. 
Why did you see at home? Among the sheep, playing your shepherd pipes. Yes, the tribe of Reuben has an uneasy conscience. Oh, why did you sit at ah among the sheep, playing your shepherd pipes? Yes, the tribe of Reuben has an uneasy conscience. Oh, why did you sit? Oh, wait, I think we should sing it with the message translation. Deborah and Barak, you know, I'm singing my serious one. A whole war for God. They sat at home. 20 years of oppression. They had one opportunity and they sat at home. May God never find me sitting at home when because people are fighting. Why all those campfire discussions diverted and distracted Ruben's divisions couldn't make up their minds. No. Let's go back to the other one. Why did you sit? Oh! I'm on your seat. Do you what? Oh! Oh, you are singing it very well. Why did you sing? Among what? And what again? Yes. Has an uneasy conscience. You have conscience. I'm a hero of faith. 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 I'm involved in the wars of the Lord. 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 I fight for God. I fight on God's side. I fight in God's army. I'm a general in God's army. I fight on God's side. When God has a war, I'm around. When God has a war, I'm available. When God has a war, I am there. When God has a war, I am part. When God has a war, I am part. When God has a war, I am there. When God has a war, I am part. When God has a war, I'm not sitting at home. When God has a war, I'm fighting. On God's side, I'm fighting in God's army. I'm fighting in God's army. I'm part of God's army. Shut up, 
I'm a hero of faith. 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 Lama Sotakaba. I bring back results for God. I'm a hero of faith. I'm a hero of faith. Whether in pain, I will play. Whether in pain, I will fight. No matter what happens, I'll be fighting. I'll be seen at post. No matter what happens, I'll be at post. I'll be fighting with my finances. I'll be fighting with my energy. I'll be fighting with my time. I'll be fighting with my availability. Oh, thank you, Lord Jesus. Yes, 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 yes. I'm not part of those who will be sitting at home. And thus here the Spirit of God is as you go, I'll help you. As you go, I'll help you. I'll give you the support. See how the Spirit of God, as you go, I'll give you the support. I'll give you my time is available my money is available my strength is available my beauty is available my expertise is available I'm part. I'm part of what God is doing. I'm part of what God is doing. Yes. I'm not like the tribe of Reuben. I'm not like the tribe of Reuben. I'm fighting, I'm fighting, I'm fighting, I'm fighting. I'm fighting, I'm fighting, I'm fighting, I'm fighting. I'm fighting, I'm fighting, I'm fighting. I'm fighting. This year, so many things were, so many things were not going the way I wanted them to go this year. At the beginning of this year, for the first six months, so many things were not going the way I wanted them to go. But I, I, I did not quit, I was fighting. I was fighting. There's only one thing I know how to do, is to fight. Because the devil called for it. The devil called for it. Matakaba. He threatened us. He threatened us, but God was with us. We were fighting. We're still fighting. We're still fighting. We're still fighting. We're still fighting. And now we are putting him underfoot. Makasa. This next six months, it will be victory and glory. It will be victory and glory. Man, talk about there will be testimonies upon testimonies, testimonies of exploits, testimonies of wins. Man, talk about Shada. We'll keep fighting. We'll keep fighting till Jesus comes. We'll keep fighting till Jesus comes. Yes, Lord. I'm a hero of faith. 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 Yes. Sit down for a moment. Why did you sit at home? Eh? 
Yes, the tribe of Reuben has an uneasy conscience. Sat at home. The sitting at home is not as painful as the shepherd pipes. You might be sitting with a tribe of Reuben around you this. I don't think there's any Rubenite over here. Why did you sit at home? Lay your shepherd fights. God of Ruben has an uneasy conscience. Go back to King James. Serna is not only Ruben. Serna, it was. Serna, it was not only Ruben. Go to verse 15. Why did Gilead remain across the Jordan? And why did Dan remain with his ships? And why did Asher sit unmoved? Upon the seashore, at ease besides his harbors. TLB. Oh, how we see people like this in church. So sad. TLB, verse 15. Give it to me in a message. Gilead played it safe. They played it safe. Don't do too much. Do too much. Life is about balancing. Gilead played it safe. What does this mean? It means Gilead actually went. When they got there, they decided to stay across the Jordan. Fight, fight, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, they went. Gilead, they, they stayed across the Jordan. So he said they played it safe. They actually went, but they played it safe. Gilead played it safe across the Jordan. And Dan, why did he go off sailing? We are fighting. He went sailing. He went on a vacation. We have a crusade. He went on a vacation. We are going to win souls. My boyfriend said I should cook for him. Why did you sit at home among the sheep for me? Playing the shepherd. Yes, try to move as 
an uneasy conscience. He said, Gilead played it safe. Go back to the message in verse 15. Gilead played it safe across the Jordan. And Dan, why did he go up sailing? Question, why did he go up sailing? Why? 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 Why did he go up sailing? There was a day, there was a day, there was a, a certain lady where we're about to have Sinat life. Thank you, Jesus. We were about to have Sinat. When Sinat came to, oh, thank you, Lord. And we had that program in 2019. Almost 15,000 young people. It was costing a lot of money. And at that time, can you imagine? The church was just about 300 people. The whole church, the whole of us, we were about 300 people at the time. If you remember very well. We had just come back from Fire of God camp. And that was the first time we were filling our auditorium. So we couldn't be more than 300. Ladies and gentlemen, while I was praying, because Sinat's flight, everything, her team, everything, we were paying for it. We were just 300. And I want a brethren to give. saw the snapchat of one sister in church. She was buying designer watch. She was brethren. Meanwhile, he wanted money to get, to, to get a stage, to get their ladies, wanted money to do things. Saw it. You might be sitting down and say, ah, buys her money. Why did you take your money? <laughs> Put it on Snapchat. Yes, the sister has an uneasy conscience. <laughs> no, no. That she was in church at that time. God considered her that she was in church at that time. Many of you were not there at the time. So I didn't expect anything from you. She was in church at that time. She was buying the watch, buying this. And the things she was buying. Good. And, and for me, I can never, I will never call you and say, why are you doing this? I will never say because you, in quote, it's your money. I'll never call you. I just looked at her and said, God. His sister, it can never be me. That something is going on for God. And Dan went sailing. Can you imagine that my fellow Israelites are fighting for their lives and Dan went sailing? He said, Why did Dan go sailing? Did Barak punish them? No. Did Deborah punish them? No. But for eternity, that war, we remember, Dan went off sealing. 
dance on, I think it's better. Asher kept his distance on the sea coast, safe and secure in his harbors. In other ways, he has crossed his leg. Soft life CEO. With a kebab. Oh, they are fighting. <laughs> God be with them. <laughs> Some of us were not made for this kind of life. <laughs> Is that calling? We were called. We were not called. <laughs> You think I'm cold? Yes, I'm cold. Yes, I'm cold. Yes, I'm cold. If you think I'm cold, I'm cold. Secure in his habits. Secure in his habits. Secure in his habits. Secure in his habits. I choose you, Jesus. I choose you. I choose you. I choose you over everything, Jesus. I choose you, Jesus. I choose you. I choose you, I choose you over everything, Jesus. I work a work, a mighty work in your day, say the Spirit of God. I work a mighty work in your day. I work a mighty work in your day. I work a work in your day. I work a work in your day, say the Spirit of God. That men's ears will tingle when they hear it. I've elevated you, say the Spirit of God, today. He said, this day I have elevated you. This day I have elevated you. This day I have elevated you, say the Spirit of God. Intalena, Imbalone, Mukosila, Bapatigo, Kakamila, Kakefali, Mikokali, Kokasika, Mantogrese de Batalia, Mikorana Sacretelaya, E Daromasu de Calabaya, Ida Coramante Kelaya, Sheta Kela Masugre de Na, Mantoke Sangone Masute Kaya, O La Mantecaya, Papa. Mantokade basikra telebosikaya. Aya, aya, aya. I keep hearing the Lord say, He said, I'll help you, I'll help you. I'll help you, I'll help you. I'll help you. Kama sataya. This next six months, we'll see the help of God. 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 Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. We'll see the help of God. Muranaka sataya. You'll see the help of God in your finances. 
You see the help of God. Mantona Masayaba. Maroshe Katara Sokaba. Moramakaya Baba. You see the help of God in your work. You see over the help of God in yourself. You see the help of God in your fellowship. You see the help of God. I choose you. Jesus. I choose you. I choose you. Ayuna Nalora. I choose you. Aya. Over everything. Jesus. I choose you. I choose you. Grace, come. I choose you. Manto Karababa. I choose you. I choose you, Jesus. I choose you. I choose you.
spend my life for you. Spend my life for you. Spend my life for you. Spend my life for you. Spend my life for you. Spend my life for you. Spend my life for you. Spend my life for you. Spend my life for you. Spend my life for you. Spend my life for you. can separate us Jesus forever and ever thank you Jesus thank you Jesus thank you Jesus thank you Jesus and as the dear pants for what is so my soul is for you Going to church, I don't want to take a, a walk. I was walking so briskly because I'm going to church. <laughs> I'm going to church. <laughs> this thing is more than songs, it's more than singing, it's, it's a life. It's a life. I'm walking. As if I'm going somewhere that will pay me. As if I'm going somewhere that will pay me. I walk. Kato Kadiaka Shataka. Okalaba Shataka. If you ever come to church walking, maybe it's from far, keep walking. Keep walking. Keep walking. Keep walking. I'll not tell you to stop. Don't play it safe. Don't play it safe. It's safe. It's safe. Matokala maya. Kala masote kaya. Sheta kambara sokaya. Sheta makosata. Hey. As it depends for what is so. So my soul longs for you. Forever and ever yes. My heart beats for you. I ask the best for what is so, my soul. Wants for you. 
you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. As the deep bent for water so my soul loves you. was mentioned in Hebrews 11. Barak. Barak. Time will fail me to talk of Gideon. shall I boss say for the time will fail me to tell of Gideon and of Barak Time will fail me to tell of Gideon. of the families who did not go do they think that I will not talk about them let's go back you probably think I will spare them Asha was safe and secure in his harbors. Safe and secure in his harbors. 
But Zebulon risked life and limb. But Zebulon, Zebulon risked life and limb. Risked everything. Defied death. As did Naphtali on the battle heights. Zebulon and Naphtali. Zebulon raised life and limb. Defied death. As did Naphtali on the battle heights. Wow. What an honor to be sung of like this. Keep going. The kings came. They fought. The kings of Canaan fought. At Tanakh, they fought. At Megiddo's brook. But they took no silver, no plunder. He says, the kings fought. They fought us. He said, the kings of Canaan, they fought. They tried their best. They fought. But they don't take anything. They fought at Megiddo's brook. If you know your history very well, the brook of Megiddo was it was like an oil place, a place of a lot of spoil. So they fought at Megiddo's brook. So you see, the battle was not just they battling for the freedom of Israel. It was about Megiddo. Because the one who will have Megiddo will control the economy. So they fought at Megiddo's brook, but they took no silver, no plunder. Then you will see something in verse 20. So now you will have the very context of this quoted scripture. The stars in the sky join the fights. Lift your hand. This part, put it in King James so that you, wanna, you will get it. This part, put it in King James. King James. This is TLB, King James. You remember this scripture? They fought from heaven. The stars in their courses fought against Sisera. Go back to the message. I just wanted to remember this scripture that we've quoted, we used to prophesy. This was the context. The stars in the sky joined the fight. What were the stars? Not physical stars. When the Bible talks about the sons of God or the stars of heaven, talking about angels. So it says, the angels in the sky join the fight. That means when you go out for a war with God, you are not alone. You go out of a war of God, you are not alone. So they went, the angels in the sky joined the fight from their courses. That means they came in ranks. They came in ranks and they fought against Sisera. Sisera didn't know what he was against that day. 
as Barak stepped out. Okay, why didn't, if the angels could do it alone, why didn't the angels go before Barak? Why did the angels need Barak and Naphtali and Zebulon to move? Because nothing leaves heaven until something leaves the earth. Nothing leaves heaven until something leaves the earth. As Barak went with Zebulon and Naphtali, in chapter 4, he explained that the Lord discomfited Sisera. But now he is explaining. That's what I said. This song was a prophetic song. He was explaining what was happening both physically and spiritually. Physically, he said the families did not fight. But spiritually, he said when they were fighting, he said the stars joined. They joined. They joined the fight. The stars in their courses, they fought against Sisera. Sisera didn't know what he was up against. He didn't know what he was up against. The stars were fighting. It was not just Barak. It was not just the army. It was the stars in their courses. Ladies and gentlemen, when we go out to do something for God, there is angelic support. And that's what you will see. In this next six months, there will be such angelic support for the things that we are doing. We'll see such angelic support like we have never seen before. We'll see such angelic support. As we, as we strike, we will see angelic numbering. The stars in their courses fought against Sisera. Magiro Satekaya. Hi, King James. Go to verse 21. I'm not done. There's more prophecies were coming because this was a prophetic song. More prophecies were coming out now. Now he said the river of Kishon swept them away. That ancient river, the river Kishon, oh my soul, thou art trodden down strength. Then were the horse hoofs broken by the means of the prancings, the prancings of their mighty ones. Verse 23. Curse ye Meroz. What is Meroz? He said, curse ye Meroz. He said, a curse is upon Meroz. Said the angel of the Lord, curse bitterly the inhabitants thereof, because they came not to the help of the Lord. They came not to the help of the Lord. That city does not exist today. Because the angel of the Lord cursed Meroz. Cursed Meroz. Cursed the inhabitants thereof. He came not. Can a man help God? Curse him, Except you don't believe what we are doing, we are sent by God. Except you don't believe it. You should give us help. Give us the right hand of fellowship. 
because you stand in front and fight fights you don't see. Kesi Merus, said the angel of the Lord. Kesi bitterly, the inhabitants thereof, because they came not to the help of the Lord, to help the Lord against the mighty. You see, so the fight was actually God's fight. He didn't say, because they came not to the help of Israel. He said, they came not to the help of the Lord. Barak was fighting the war. I want you to pray a very special prayer. Lord, let me, not, let me not miss any opportunity to help a war of God. Pray. Pray. Let me not be like Reuben, O oh God. Let me not be like Dan, O oh God. Let me not be like Gilead or like Asher. Help me, O God. to miss an opportunity to be effective in the war of the Lord. Verse 24. 
Barak is such a good guy. He said, blessed above women shall Jael, the wife of Heba, the Kenite be. Blessed shall she be above women in the tent. He asked water. Who asked water? Sisera asked water. That's how Jael killed him. He asked water. And she gave him milk. So much that Sisera was comfortable when he slept. You have anything to say about that? You must be careful the food you eat. Eh? Eh? The comfort. The comfort of a woman can be set. <laughs> he asked for water. Come on, that way he slept. He did not wake up. <laughs> See? Verse 30. No, I've already explained you how he killed her. Have they not sped? Have they not divided the prey to every man a damsel or two? To Sisera, a prey of David? You know what looks they were singing that Cicera's mother was thinking, where is Cicera? Because every time Cicera goes to war, he comes back. For the first time, Cicera has gone and he's not back. He was, I would say he looked, she looked through the window. Has Cicera not come back? Come back? Has he not spared? Have they not divided the prey to every man a damsel or two? To Cicera, a prey of divers? Spares, a pair of diverse colors of needlework, of diverse colors of needlework on both sides, meat for the necks of them that should take the spoil. I mean, I mean, they come back. Then verse 31. So let all thine enemies perish, O Lord, but let them that love him be as the sun when it goeth forth in his might. Those that love God, they become like the sun that goeth forth in his might. Hallelujah. We that love God, we are like the sun that goeth forth in his might. And you will shine. You will keep shining. Is, it not, is this not looking like that scripture that says that they that tend many to righteousness shall shine as stars? They're shining for people who fight God's cause. And the Bible says, and they had rest in that land for 40 years in the days of Barak. There was rest for 40 years. And the land had rest 40 years. Thank you, Lord. What a man. What a, what a man. Barak. Hallelujah. 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 Oh, yeah. What do you think about these guys? Ruben, Gilead, Dan. Asha, what do you do? Thank you so much, sir, for the opportunity. Sir, so, um, I've come to learn about personal conviction from the teachings you've given us. And looking at these men, they had the opportunity to win for God. But I, <laughs> by their own personal convictions, they decided to... By their own? 
personal conviction. Personal. Yes, sir. He decided to choose not to win for God. And as you said, you said um, Dan and the rest, the, the case is fine, but Asha, soft life gang, <laughs> decided to sit at his board, um, his harbors, the seashore of his harbors, and at ease. For, for Barak to go to war and fight for God, and for you to sit home unboarded, is a serious matter, sir. Thank you, sir. And you know, amazingly, um, Israel still won. Eh? Grace, what do you think? Thank you, sir, for the question. Sir, I just think that it shows, it just shows how they don't care. Because if indeed they cared, Asha, they ignored it. It just shows how they don't care and leaving back yeah um, <laughs> so this one here is like um, I'm, I'm, I've repented of it so <laughs> you have repented of <laughs> yes, it <laughs> so um, Patrick join us, join us in our conversation so when when you were outlisting these men I think I saw myself in one of them like which one of them so when I joined church afresh and my fellowship leader said to us, he was so like, he really wanted the new ones, he wanted us to, you know, win for God. And personally, I was reluctant. So when I saw, especially with, I think it would be, I was playing with maybe Dan and Asha. <laughs> yes, yeah. so yes, uh-huh. So yes, I was playing it safe and also the soft life. But you know, his 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 persistence and consistency praying for us. Now I'm I'm part of Barak's army. Yeah. Oh glory. Uh, Patrick, tell us. Then Patrick, tell us. What do you think about these Ruben and his and Asha and all this? What do you think about them? Um, thank you, sir, for the opportunity. Um, so first of all, I wouldn't like to be a Ruben. Yes, and I'm very, very grateful because, I mean, from the story of Barak, I mean, we didn't know all these aspects of the story. And so thank you for bringing this light to us. And we are all going to aspire to be Baraks in our generation, sir. Money. Zebulon and Naphtali fought. I think they also deserve some credit. Yes, sir. What do you think? Um, say one thing. Thank you for the opportunity. Say one thing I've learned is that with or without you, God is to do what He wants to do. Oh, hallelujah. Yes, Lord. So, I think I was Asha. You were Asha. Say yes, but hey, Asha has plenty souls. So because even even um, when we were separated from throne, it became city of David. Sometimes a fellowship leader will give us some things to say, but self-repent. Hmm, <laughs> wow. And Zebulon and Naphtali, uh, it's been that's amazing. Did you see the the qualification 
they were given. Said they risked life in me. Yes. 